Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. This week, the tables have turned. And Nikki and I are interviewed by our friend, Kyle Allison, host of the Hospitality MD podcast. We discuss our first taste of hospitality, bridging the gap between sales and operations, and much more. Please enjoy the show. Well, I, this is when I knew it. It was, for me, it was really, uh, if you know, you know, kind of moment for me. Um, I was probably about 13 years old and I'm originally from Michigan and um, my mother was actually planning a family reunion for a different side of our family and it was in uh, Mobile, Alabama. And so I had watched her communicate with this hotel or this person. She'd always be on the phone talking to this person and she'd have all these papers and all this stuff. And I was just kind of like, oh, you know, we're going to Alabama this summer, giving, giving it no thought whatsoever as a 13 year old. And when we arrived there, we got to the hotel, it's a, a huge hotel. We check in the sales manager. Well, now I know that that's who that person was. They come down, (laughs) they do the greeting and it like seamlessly everything that she had been working with them on months for had come to fruition. We had a welcome reception. We even had a catered picnic in an air conditioned building. And then Hmm. we had, (laughs) and then we ended it with like a huge family dinner on that Sunday. And I was just blown away that you could be sitting in one place, talking to someone somewhere else, and then having them deliver exactly what you asked for, what you wanted. You know, it was truly just seeing the dream come to life. And at that moment, I was like, I don't know what this is called, but I'm getting ready to go do this. I just, I I loved it. I mean, I just, I loved it. It was such, that's when I, I I guess you could say I touched hospitality. I felt it. I was just absolutely blown away. And even now, as I've, you know, gone up, come through my career, whenever I step into a lobby, that feeling always comes back to me. And I always want to give that to someone else that you're here. We've been talking about it let's do it. So (laughs) that's what I knew. That's what I knew. Well, that's a really, really beautiful story. And um, actually, I got chills, um, believe it or not. (laughs) Um, When you said that you can be in like a different place than somebody else and have the all these conversations, and then you get there, no idea, don't even really know the people. And then all of a sudden they can deliver on everything that you talked about. That really is magical. And I never considered it that way. Um, Maybe that's just because I've never really been through the whole sales process uh, because I've never worked in hotel sales, but that is so cool that you can do that with somebody Um, just uh, over some phone calls. And now between email and zoom and everything like that, where you can have these conversations and, you arrive and you don't have to worry about anything because they've taken care of everything for you. Definitely magical, definitely hospitality. What a beautiful story. I love Robin, that story. Robin, what about you? 
Um, for me, it was a little bit different. My, um, my grandmother was actually a uh, conference director for a national association. So, uh, and their annual was in the summer. So I was with her during the summers. And my, um, my story is just being there on property with her during the annual conference. So I would put together the, um, the uh, swag bags and all the documentation, all the uh, put together name badges and, and all that stuff. So that was my first entry into the hospitality field and just experiencing the actual event. So going on the trade show floor and seeing everybody with all the name tags and everything that I put together, that was like a real <laughs> proud feeling being a 10 year old going, I did that, you know, so for me, that that was my entry into hospitality, just being there with her as she ran the conference. So and, was this um, at a, oh, sorry, was this at a hotel or a convention center? It was at like, a hotel, I, um, but in a large convention setting. So it'd be like an attached, like an exhibit hall, because it was a large um, um, trade show with, you know, all these booths, you know, hundreds of booths and people giving away all the tchotchkes and everything. So I would walk around, you know, being a 10 year old and just watching everybody go through the exhibit hall with, with some of the stuff that I made. And, you know, that was just a real proud moment for me growing up. I'm, um, I'm in a chilly mood today. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I am. Cause I just, even just thinking about it, I thought to, I, cause I was like, oh, I have another question for you. And the question I was like, oh, this is, this is uh this is something like did you like know at 10 years old because that's big to be like actually really participating that heavily like you were basically working in hospitality at least for that one event yeah every I didn't summer, know what it was I just thought I was old. helping and you know like I said we'd get to we'd get to her suite and all the stuff would be there boxes and boxes of stuff and all the volunteers would be there um stuffing bags and yeah all those boxes in the suite yes yep. <laughs> so I, like, I'm like Nikki I didn't know what it was but I was I was just happy to be there and just walking around the trade show floor like I said I didn't know what it was but it was fun what a great so, experience yeah. uh for her to give that to you she yeah. I bet she really didn't even know it at the time either that what she was giving you was an enunciation into something that would become a lifelong passion exactly she had no idea she had no idea, but, you know, as, as I progressed in my career, you know, it was like, it, I was able to meet and see some of the people that she actually worked with. And I was at a conference, um, <laughs> wow. a few years back, maybe, maybe 15 or years or so, and ran into somebody that knew her from her conference days, um, from planning. So that's just wow. insane. Yeah. Isn't wow. that something <laughs> yeah. how that all works out? Mm -hmm. It's such a small, small world. And such it really a, is. The industry is very small. And it's so enduring. You know, the people who are really in it, like, are still, you know, relatively speaking over time, still going to mm -hmm. be the same ones that you run into, even when, yeah. you, when you would never expect it. Now, does, does she or did she ever know, like, did you ever put these dots together and go back and say, Hey, remember when you had me working with you during the summer? That was actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And so as a result, um, one of my payments, if you will, 
I got to take home a swag bag. So I started collecting all these conference bags and I still have quite a few of them um, now today. So how meaningful is that? Yeah. How memorable. Yeah, that's cool. Like yeah. you have these souvenirs of like, mm -hmm. of just those moments that like are so powerful. Yeah. Um, well, I guess for everybody listening, if it's not obvious by now, Robin and Nikki are hotel sales professionals uh, with background in, in multiple facets, including operations as well. But so you had these moments very closely related to sales of, for hotel sales and, and hospitality and tourism. And, you know, somewhere between those moments and now you had, you were able to kind of live out these passions. So I'm curious, and then we'll go back to you, Nikki. And I want to ask you what your favorite uh, position you've held in a hotel and why, but actually first tell me if you know off the top of your head, how many hotels you worked in and how many roles you've had. I Robin, start thinking, start calculating, get your paper out and start writing I, it down. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, yeah. Made love. Where did I go? Oh, I did. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> I think I'm um I'm right around like 13 properties. Great. That's like awesome. probably about 13 different properties. And each one uh was very different. It's it's oh. very different. And it's funny when I would go, like I was at the airport you know, and people are like, oh, you worked at the airport. Or then I went downtown and, you know, and it was like, oh, you're because, and all of these areas, it, well, in Houston, all of these areas are like completely different. Yeah. Customers are mm -hmm. completely different. But of course the business they get is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You know, I've worked in the Galleria area, like four times. I say I did four tours in the Galleria area. Um, but at four completely unique hotels with yeah. different offerings. Um, you know, I've been on a brand new, just opened hotel type of experience, which that's like nuts. If you've ever had an opportunity to open a property, that's just like, yeah. la, 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 just crazy all the yeah. time, <laughs> every day. <laughs> um, you know, I've worked at hotels that were like super duper old, um, I said, well, I've never been in this part of town, so I'm, I'm going to go over here. And it was kind of like a suburban property. And that was a different look and feel. So I've, you know, and I always said I wanted to be near something. I always wanted to be near something, some like uh, not attraction, but area. Um, and so, yeah, I've like 14 different. I've worked in the medical center. Like I did that like twice. You know, I've, I've oh, had, yeah. different, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I've had different kind of experiences, um, across all of the brands, you know, I've, I've worked for, yeah, every, every brand. <laughs> like, wait, there's Hyatt, Hilton, Marriott. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've worked across every brand. I mean, Hyatt being the most recent, um, but yeah, I've, I've hit every brand, which it's really, it's interesting to see how different they are and, and what mm -hmm. they offer and how they train their salespeople and, you know, focus and everything. So that, you know, that's been really cool. Um, as far as what my favorite, it would, well, it used to be called executive meeting manager. 
And it was very fast paced, short, very short term business. Like literally you're talking to somebody in the morning and they're sitting down at noon for their meeting. Hmm. So, which that almost like a walk-in meeting basically for almost. Yeah. Yeah, you booked and cook. You know, I would tell people, <laughs> I, I, I book it and I haven't I heard cook that it. one yet. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to ha- have to put that one in my memory bank. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I I used to be able to book and cook. And I mean, I, I loved it. And it's like the, the next, the progression up from that is executive meeting manager and then on to like sales manager senior sales and on up the way and it and it seems like the the bigger the groups that you handle the longer the time frame of your selling process yeah, like the booking cycles longer yeah the booking mm-hmm. cycle is much longer like I got to association and that can be like five years the, yeah I'm like who is this you know <laughs> almost too long at that point like I want to meet the people sometime right this is I want to be retired by the time this group actually comes through to the hotel or something yeah and well and it's heavily relationship driven it it is very heavily relationship driven um you know when you're booking and cooking of course you're that individual you're you're their hero because they called you and then like I think my booking window was like 30 days if it came in within 30 days, mm-hmm. I would handle it. So my, you know, my little relationships with people were very much uh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of business. <laughs> so we have book it and cook it, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Just keep it coming. That's so funny. <laughs> but um, wow. yeah, I love being an EMM. That was, that was so fun to me. I think for me, it was very challenging because it's a lot to keep up with. You know, some days you might have two or three groups. There may be a day where you have like five groups and you're literally running all over the place because you're, you're selling and servicing. So you're greeting people in the morning, you're checking on them, you're checking on their lunch, you know, you're waving them out the front door when they leave. So it, it just, I mean, I've, I've had a, a great time in the industry and I've learned a lot and I've grown a lot, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I definitely would say that. Do hotels still have executive meeting managers? I don't know if I've ever worked at a hotel Not, that has that. Or would you draw a comparison to a role that's more popular today? Like, I'm thinking, is that like a sales convention coordinator? services or it's maybe like, like a sales coordinator now? Okay. Yeah. Um, somebody that can mm-hmm. take an inquiry from the beginning until, um, you know, to contract and they can do the BEOs and everything. Um, hmm. So that's kind of like what it is now. And it seems like there are some properties that are actually bringing that back. Um, yeah. Well, I think it depends yeah. on, on your business. You know, it depends on what your business needs are yeah. and how your te- you know, hotel operates. If, if right. you're a, if you're a bigger, like if you, I just say, if you're a big house, you probably don't see as much of that because you're not going to have 15 people meeting in a 1500 room property. Like it it happens, but not so much. So maybe they don't have them, but some of your smaller spaces, yes, they probably do um, have a coordinator or somebody who's doing that, that kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Definitely uh, something new that I don't know if I've ever, yeah, I don't know if I've ever worked with it before, but I'm definitely familiar with the sales sales coordinator role. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've actually 
recently before the pandemic seen them mostly um almost like just kind of uh pimping out different groups to the sales managers rather than actually handling oh, any of them yeah. themselves. But what I have seen post pandemic are that those sales coordinators are sometimes now it's like those people are, it's like a director of sales and then coordinator mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to help build back that sales team again. So that yeah. sales coordinator, yeah, they're going to be doing all the admin work and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm sure the director of sales is going to give you some of these smaller groups just because she simply can't handle it right. as they build their team back up. So that's definitely, right. definitely super interesting. Yeah. Now, Robin, what about you? Do you know how many hotels you've worked oh, at? Did you have gosh. a time to calculate um, it? I, it's been 30 plus years and I've slept since then. So it's been a lot, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like Nikki, <laughs> but like Nikki, I've also worked at, um, uh, suburban and airport and downtown and um like the galleria like the shopping areas as well um i enjoyed all the positions i think my favorite i have a couple favorites my favorite was maybe catering um and also housekeeping i'm an operations person at heart um but for selfish reasons i had to go to the sales department just because you went to the oh. dark side because you didn't want to I work did. those uh right. yes. 501. 501. Right. The 501 is is uh so. it's like the sirens call, you know, for, for the operations people. Uh and you know, even though that sometimes we resent you when you go over to the dark side, we still love you anyway. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed catering and just um planning weddings and you know, it's like the most important day of somebody's life. So I, I really did enjoy, um, enjoy that in my younger years. And also um, working in housekeeping was just a different experience. And I think everybody should go through, um, go through housekeeping. Um, who's ever coming up. They used to have uh, at Marriott, the manager uh, training program, and you can go to different departments and work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important for everybody to do when they're going through operations or going through those um, management training programs. You Go learn real. It's very rewarding. And yeah. it, 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 I mean, you get life lessons. So. And you learn real quick where, where, where you can make the magic. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and where it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and Robin, I actually, uh, when you, you mentioned it's the most important day of your life, I got chills again, yet again. Um, again, I, t- I told you guys I was in a chilly mood. I don't know what yeah. it is, but <laughs> because I feel like that's lost on some people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you'll have people for a wedding who will come in and yeah. you understand, you should understand this is the most important day of somebody's life that these, yeah. especially for probably the bride more so than anything, who's somebody oh, yeah. who's probably like, you know, they always say like a little girl dreams about her wedding from the time she's very young. So if you think about it, it's chances are it's been a decade plus of that girl's six, seven, eight years old thinking and fantasizing about her wedding. And now that day is finally here, but you're not in the lobby to greet them or, you know, you're just, you don't, it doesn't matter. You, you, you leave after the dinner uh, because the reception doesn't matter and something goes wrong 
and then you're upset because something happened. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I get it, right? But we should really be thinking more along those lines, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. this is the most important day of somebody's life. It's their wedding yeah. or maybe in another uh, type of sales segment, like even like a family reunion, like yeah. you're, uh, what, like you mentioned, Nikki, your, your first moment of hospitality, that family reunion for that kid who's attending or that family, maybe that's the first moment that they fall in love with hospitality and you create yeah. a new hospitality leader who's going to be you know, coming up over the next right. several decades, or you, um, you know, that this is the last time that they're going to see a family member before they pass away and they don't know it, neither do you, yeah. but it just happens to be that way. Mm-hmm. And you want it to be as special as possible. I feel like people don't think that way sometimes, yeah. at, at least well, what I've seen. What do you guys think? And I, well, and I think too, that even because everybody's hustling in the hotel, if you work in a hotel, you're, you're hustling one way or another, mm, but sure. I, I used to always tell like my team, I would say, you know what, slow it down, just take a breath, you know, and I'm, I'm for most people, the Super Bowl is the biggest event you can imagine for, for anyone. And I said, even though this woman has 15 people and she has called you 400 times, this is her Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We we need to be in it like her team is coming to the championship and it, it's about to go and it's on mm-hmm. us. And so I, I, you know, I'm like, if we treat every client like it's the Super Bowl, even that bride who wants the bow on the swag bag a certain way, let's get, you know, let's go down there and help the front desk, get those bows together or whatever mm-hmm. it is. This is important to them for whatever yeah. reason. And the, the personal spin, cause that's what I call anything social, anything wedding related or, you know, bar mitzvahs, anything, yeah. the social spins scares me half to death because <laughs> I, it, it, it does. And, and even when I started my career, I used to handle wedding room blocks, but just keeping in mind that this family, this person, one, they've been dreaming about this day forever and who knows how long they've been saving to have this perfect event, this perfect wedding. Yeah. And, you know, I, I take that energy. I put that on myself. You know, I start wearing that hat with them because at that point you've met mom, dad, fiance's parents, you know, they're, you know, they're hugging you and it's, oh, I want to, you know, introduce you to this person. So you, you're in, whether you want to be yeah. invested or not, you know, you're, you're in it. So I think, you know, you're just going to take a breath, slow it down. You know, yes, it's another day at work for you, but it's the day for them. It's the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's the day. Wow. And I think that applies with, um, you know, with any event and being the type of, like I told you before, Kyle, Nikki and I are kind of like the unicorns of sales. Yes, um, definitely. Like I said, I'm, I'm operations at heart, but you know, I'm a 501 uh, country club person. So card carrying. <laughs> but, but for us, I mean, the sales, like you say, hospitality is everybody's business. Sales is everybody's business as well. Mm-hmm. So to get the buy-in from the operations team, is a huge deal for me, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a corporate group, whether, you know, a convention or whatever it is from the time that the, um, 
site alert goes out to operations, I mean, everybody's involved and everybody is invested in this group. You know, it's the chance for the chef to come up with something creative for the site visit. When the guest comes in, the guest meets the chef, you know, the banquet captain or the um, whoever the houseman is that's setting up, they meet the client and can say, you know, what the potential for the room set is, can it expand, can you, you know, whatever. Everybody is invested from the site. So by the time the guest comes in, they know the client and they're just as excited about the group coming in as I am. And, you know, you, you push out the resume, you talk it up, you know, with all the staff, you know, the front desk, housekeeping. I mean, there's nothing that gives me more, like you say, chills, than a banquet person coming to ask me, hey, you know, who, who do we have coming in next week? Or thanks for booking that great group or, you know, whatever. Can you believe they left up this left us this tip? Or we had um, a tech group that left everybody um, the little dots, the echo dots. From, you oh, know, the all other. the staff got those. Yeah. How and, nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're not in it for that, but it was just a nice gesture for them to, to do that. And, you know, like I said, the staff was just blown away by that gesture and just being able to, um, you know, get the buy-in from them is huge. So I, I think it, it, every, it sales is everybody's business, just like you say, hospitality is. Well, really well said. And between the both of you, I'm like, freaking shaking because I have so many chills based on what you both just said there. Um, so first of all, Nikki, it is the day. It is the day that is their Super Big Bowl. Time. I yes. love that. So you would actually yeah. tell them it's just like compared to the Super Bowl. Like you actually, I, like, you're well, not just saying that now. Did you actually say No, that? no, I, I would always, I would say like, I would just say if I was handling a piece of business and you know, I'm, I'm going through it with the customer and I'd say, it's the Super Bowl. And, and, <laughs> and when I said Super Bowl, everybody knew what that meant. Like what that meant, yeah, we got, we got to deliver. We, you know, I, I need whoever valets this woman's car. I need you addressing her as Miss So-and-so when she pulls up here. Um, you know, if you're in the lobby hanging out, this is, I need you to be over here. Like, this is the Super Bowl people. Let's, let's move. Yeah. And, and, and you're just, as Robin said, getting everyone invested in the experience, it goes so far because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm selling, you're reselling, mm -hmm. let's work together. Let's yeah. get this done. And well they, they, you know, the, the more excited they would get about it, the, it's just, you're, you're going to have a great program because yeah. now they're, they're invested. They're with Everybody's you. Everybody's invested. Yeah. yeah. They're with you. So I want to um, take this opportunity to educate the hospitality MD audience a little bit, because I sure as hell don't do a good job educating them on sales by myself. So I want to get your help a little bit and hopefully you guys will appreciate it. So, um, you mentioned you need to get the buy-in from operations for the salespeople listening who feel like they are just going to war with operations. Every time they have a group, it's always like, that ops is that hurdle that they have to overcome or even vice versa for ops to feel like sales is always the hurdle they have to go over to like be, have peace in their life. How do you get that buy-in? What do you have to do? You know, cause it's easy to say, yeah, you just get ops to buy in, 
But what does that actually look like? How do you do that? Robin? So, okay. What about I'll you? Start. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'd love, love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, with two so like I said, it's with me, it starts at the site visit. So I would send out a site alert and it would spell out everything that was pertinent to the group, the contact, what the group was worth, when they're coming in, is it a need time, who the competition is, what is it going to take to win um, the contract? And I would start with that site alert and everybody would have their role to play. So there would be a note for the restaurant. We're going to be there at noon. The client likes Pepsi or the client likes lemonade. Um, I'd find out if, you know, obviously if there are any uh, allergies, you know, but like I said, it's a time for the chef to be creative. Um, if they're from Louisiana, maybe he can make something special to kind of blow them away. So it's all about everybody taking their, um, taking their part of the puzzle and just elevating that. So like I said, I'd walk around the hotel. Um, obviously the, the GM would meet the client. Um, I would have the AV on staff there to talk about bandwidth. And like I said, everybody is invested. Everybody has met the client. There are no surprises. Um, and everybody knows what the program is going to be worth to the hotel. So that's how I would get the buy-in. They'd look and they'd, they'd see that it was, you know, this is what we do. They would see that this is how we, this is how we earn business. And then I talk it up in staff. Um, hey, I've got Kyle coming in today. Anybody have any ideas about how we can blow him and the committee away? What can we do? And again, you get the buy-in. People start talking about it. Oh, well, we can do this. We can do that. And that's how it, that's how it worked for me. Um, I was pretty successful with getting the, getting the staff buy-in. There are no surprises. They know what their roles are and how they, um, you know, how they can participate and be a part of the sales process. It sounds so energetic when you met, when you talk about this, like the kind of energy that you can um, kind of uh, create around even just a potential sale, mm -hmm. um, which is like, it's, it's so crazy to me because I've never, ever, ever experienced that in any of my properties really where there is a lack of energy surrounding a potential sale because don't get me wrong i've had yeah. you know oh here's a calendar invite for another site tour okay. but it's it, there's no pizzazz there's no there's no buzz behind energy, it there's no yeah what can we all do together because That's this right. is important and ops yeah. sometimes they don't understand like it's it's crazy because it seems obvious, right? If sales doesn't book the group, then we don't have any guests and that right. we right. have no hours and everything is right. terrible and the hotel goes out of business. But people don't really see it that way because yeah. the guests just keep showing up. Right. So you don't really, like you'll be surprised how many like front desk agents, for example, unless you explicitly explain it to them, they don't understand that relationship. Right. And it took me a long time to, to understand uh, too, because I knew that sales was booking business, but again, I'm just so desensitized to the guests coming in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I was like, wait, if sales doesn't 
do this or we fail because again, we're the ones reselling the business, right? And a lot of that is mm-hmm. is reselling. So if we fail or if sales doesn't do this, then we don't have any guests and we don't right. have any hours. So I love how you create an energy and a buzz around it. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go and do like a site uh, prep site tour visit. Let's do the Come walk. On. We're going to walk from the front door and we're going to see what everything looks like. Yeah. Like how much- I don't want the first- I don't want the first time you meet the client to be at the pre-con. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want you to already know who they are. I want them to know you because it's all about trust and confidence. And if they're just meeting Kyle from, you know, from the front office for the first time, I mean, yeah, stuff will get done, but if there's a service failure or something, you get a little more grace. You know what I'm saying? Because, because they know, and they're like, oh yeah, you get a little, you get, you know, um, but I I don't like it to be where you're meeting the client for the first time at the pre-con. I would like for you to know them beforehand, if it's possible. Now, I mean, obviously if they're planning a meeting from London, that's not going to be possible, but, um, but if they've come to the hotel a couple of times and done a site visit and then the walkthrough, you know, I want them to know they're the AV people and all the people that, that, that support, you know, that support the hotel. Well, and if they so. like you, they'll treat you better. They'll, yeah. they'll enjoy their stay more. They'll be more yeah. forgiving. Like you mentioned, if something yeah. does go wrong. Um, but that's another thing too, um, you know, that I thought was great was, that you find out this information about them before they show up. So you're not like your, your uh, discovery period is not when they're showing up to the site tour because you want to delight them by showing them all the things that you're executing on from already finding that information out. Mm -hmm. You're not just collecting it, but then it's a verb. You're actually putting that to action, orchestrating with the entire team to make it happen. Um, So Nikki, what about you in, in, in your view, how do you get the buy-in from ops? We cannot hear you. Nope. And this is real life. Okay, there we go. There we are. You hear me now? Okay, welcome back to the show. We apologize for the technical difficulty. Thanks for staying with us. All right, so. All right. This so is Nikki answering the question <laughs> about what you're going to do to get the buy-in from, from ops in the sales world? Definitely. I firmly believe that you, you do have to communicate and then over-communicate and, and always, I always try to find that common denominator. If I know I'm going after a piece of business and I, you know, if I'm starting with um, an ops manager, you know, I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I bring this to life to him? So if I need to ask for something unusual that, you know, he's going to back me up or help me figure out, okay, so how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this happen? But communicating with them. And as Robin said, the site visits, I love during site visits. Like I always felt like a game show host. Like it was, <laughs> it was such a site visit can be an amazing experience. It yeah. really can. Um, when I was dealing with, because I had uh, 
collegiate sports. So when I was dealing with my college football teams and basketball teams, and I had soccer, um, if I could, I would get a t-shirt from that school. So I'd put on my jacket and skirt or whatever, and I'd have on my t-shirt, you know, if I couldn't get the shirt, I'd put on the the colors of the school, you know, sometimes if we were able to get their flag, we would buy the flag online. We'd run it up the flagpole in front of the hotel. So when that coach or that travel manager pulled up, that's the first thing they see. Yeah. You know, and, and I'd be standing there right there at the door to greet them along with, you know, maybe my general manager is there and, and really allowing the rest of the team, the departments to showcase who they are and what they do. And, you know, just as Robin said, in that discovery period, you know, we're not just like people would always say, you're always laughing on the phone. I'm like, I'm talking to my client. You know? <laughs> so you're, you're building that relationship, mm-hmm. but you're also taking notes. You know, if they're telling me, I love this, or I can't wait to come to Texas because you guys have that. Well, I'm going to make sure that, you know, if they want barbecue, that you know, right. I've already, hey, you know, let me take you to dinner at this place or let me, you know, let me do this. Or if I knew it was something that they like to drink, I made sure we had that available on the bar during their stay. If it wasn't something we normally carried. Um, I had once dealt with a very large beverage company and I went down to our market and I was talking to the director of food and beverage and I was like, hey, she's gonna look I know she's gonna look Mm -hmm. so let's let's dress this thing up and make sure all these drinks are in here right down to the water I want the bottled water to breathe brands that they carry looking good in the coolers you know I was like what beers do you have on tap is it possible for this visit because this was a huge meeting that we can make sure their beers are here, that we're ready. You know, turns out our distributor was like, oh yeah, I'm very familiar with so-and-so. I'm going to come down. I'm going to change all this stuff out for you. I'm bringing something extra. So it's, you know, it's communicating. It's communication. Yeah. Yeah. Up, down, and across to make sure we have covered everything so that when that customer arrives, not only are they impressed, but they know you took your time, you cared about their business and you went above and beyond. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not always as detailed, but I would always try to do something. It's hot mm-hmm. in Houston. When you arrive, I'm going to have cold water and cold towels. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to walk over and offer you a cool towel. Like, Hey, you know, would you like a, would you like this cool towel when you come in? Or how about some water or something? (laughs) It's hot in Chicago during the summer, but never seen, never seen anything like that before. Really never. I'm wondering if I'm living under a rock or if this is normal. (laughs) I'm honestly curious. No, no, it's normal. It is normal. It's it's, oh, yeah, it's normal guys in the comments please let me know if you've experienced this kind of craziness at your hotel not craziness <laughs> but this kind of loveliness at your commitment hotels. it's commitment, commitment. <laughs> this level of hospitality this level of detail oriented because like either I just am oblivious or 
you guys are insane doing something crazy or Houston is just on another level to get this business. Um, wow. I'm impressed about the flag and how mad would you be if they pulled up and they didn't see the flag? They just walked right by. They never even saw it, but you try it anyway. <laughs> oh, right? we, we're going out there and I'm getting yeah, exactly <laughs> right. You gotta point it out. Come on guys. Exactly. Either, Ta-da. either I'm going to catch you on the sidewalk or I'm going to walk you out to your car. You're going to see this flag. <laughs> right. We're, we're, yeah, this, we're not putting that up there and nobody's going to see it before they leave. But seriously, that's just, that's just, crazy guys like I said I'm blown away right now because I did not know that this was I mean don't get me wrong we've done some stuff for groups before you know I've worked at a convention hotel like task force at a convention Mm -hmm. hotel Mm -hmm. we we can do some stuff but it just seems like just I don't know maybe it's just you two but just seems so thoughtful and intimate coming from both of you um so great answers. And I hope that you guys are learning something along with me here, audience. But my last question to both of you is how to know if you want the business or not, because not all business is created equal. So how do you know whether or not you want the business? Oh, that is a great question. Um, and not all business is good business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we all have our wish list and our desired state. But um, I mean, it goes back to revenue management, I guess, first, you know, booking the right, booking the right opportunity at the right time for the right rate. Um, So I would start there. Um, Also, if it's somebody that you're, that you've been targeting um, that has booked somewhere else, like a similar property, you want to, you know, maybe steal that business opportunity from another hotel. Um, so there are just a lot of variables um, that you look at. Uh, obviously, you know, the corporate, Nikki's the corporate group person. So um, I would defer that to her. I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> just being Just being a director of sales and I, I want it all. You know, unless it just, <laughs> we're going to have to do, uh, we're going to have to do like a, an episode where we have you guys on and then we bring on like a director of revenue management. And we just let everybody debate about, oh yeah, about when to get the group <laughs> and you guys can go amongst yourselves about who, uh, who's right and who's wrong about different things because it can get heated sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, everybody has different goals. I mean, yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody has a different angle and what they want, you know? And I think for me, when I'm looking at business, I'm, I'm looking at that rate, you know, does, does this rate make sense? And then also, you know, how, how is this going to get me any closer you know, I'm looking at it from a personal standpoint of mm-hmm. if I book this group and it's worth this much, is that going to get me closer to where I need to be for, for my goals? Yeah. You know, that's one side. That's just a small part right, of Because what happens if you don't reach your goals, right? So this right. is not well, just a very selfish thing. This is actually like survival, right? Yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. We eat what we kill kind of <laughs> mentality. <laughs> so, but so I'm looking at that. And then I'm also looking at, okay, if I, if I book this group and take all the meeting space, what kind of guests, how many guest rooms, you know, what am I leaving for transient? What am I leaving 
for catering. You know, I look mm-hmm. at it as being a huge puzzle. Yeah. You know, if I book this group, have I left any opportunities? Because you have teammates and yeah. every everyone mm-hmm. has been that person that you had to tell your client no to accommodate somebody else. You know, yeah. that that's if if you've ever worked in an office where I was the corporate group seller. So I was pretty much given carte blanche to, you know, kind of do what, not do what I wanted to do. No, Robin knows it. I know it and I didn't even work with you. But no, I, I, I mean, I, I had the lofty numbers and they knew they had to open that up. If, yeah. if that, if that was going to happen, we've got to give Nikki some free range to make yeah. things happen. Yeah. But then I have my coworkers who are like, oh, you know, if I'm like, you got to get that out of here, you know, de- depending on what kind of mood I was in, I might nicely ask, hey, can you get rid of this? Or mm, <laughs> that needs to go away because I'm doing this. So right. it's, you know, you really have That's to- awkward. It, it is. And, it, and so I always think about my team or I tell them, yeah. you know what? let me do this. And, you know, if I can, if I can find something small, I'll make sure that, you know, you get it. Or, you know, if you're in a fight with somebody else, I'm going to come, you know, (laughs) I'm going to help you. So it's, it's working that with the team as well as does this make sense? If I take Mm -hmm. everybody else off the board so I can make this move, does this make sense? So it sounds like such a bartering system. There's yeah, there are a lot of variables. (laughs) I mean, because you have catering opportunities that can only book if there's a group opportunity. Um, You have the group opportunity, and it's like, okay, is it a one-off or does it have uh, potential for future years? Um, So maybe the rate. So maybe the rate's not that great. However, they'll be coming for the next four years. Um, Mm -hmm. Is it? during a time when you need it, you know, during the summer in Houston, yeah, I'll take it and I'll take it for a great rate as well. Or is it during peak time, you know, February when there's like citywide conventions and, and all that stuff. So there are a lot of things to consider. Um, But like Nikki said, you just have to kind of work with your, you know, work with your team and, um, you know, so that everybody can eat. So yeah. 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 yeah, 100%. Well, I, I, I definitely personally have learned a lot. um, And I hope the audience have, because like I said earlier, they're definitely not getting it from me. Uh, So we need you guys to educate (laughs) them on this because I've, I've definitely failed them in in this regard. So uh, with that being said, thank you both for being on the show, but you have your own show, uh, which is fantastic right almost forgot about that no we you have a great show you have great guests on the show uh you guys are super funny and like you're the dynamic duo not only in the hotel but outside of the hotel for your podcast so why don't you tell our audience where they can find you because if they like hospitality md chances are they will enjoy don't look under the bed nikki go ahead rob oh you can find (laughs) us at don't look under the bed wherever you get your podcasts Um, It's a hospitality podcast um, that we put together during the pandemic. We are so happy that we're now, what is today? Uh, Monday, we are 20 episodes in. Um, We've had some amazing guests and uh, we talk about everything hospitality, 
Um, today we had on uh, Schwartz Cruise Director from uh, Carnival Cruises, which was an awesome conversation. And uh, we hope you'll give us a listen. Yeah, definitely, guys. They have a great show worth listening to. Um, it's one of, I don't know, can I say this on the show? It's one of the only yes. hospitality podcasts that I listen to. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the truth at this point because they're funny and they have educational content that is valuable. So you definitely won't regret it. And you don't have to remember all of this because we are going to include the uh, link to Don't Look Under the Bed. If you're watching on YouTube, it will be at the top of the description. If you're listening in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, all that, it's going to be in the show notes for today's episode, along with both of your LinkedIn profiles. So you can find Nikki and Robin on LinkedIn. We're trying to break Robin out of the uh, social media bubble here. So yes, uh, yes. <laughs> send her send her some connection requests because we're going to try and, you know, all do this together um, because oh, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> right. Actually, before we wrap up, Nikki, what did you say earlier about social media? I want you to let everybody it's, know. If you're not using it or at least familiar at some level with how everything works. I personally feel like it's going to be the new literacy. It, it will be the equivalent of not being able to read. If you can't log on, get on Facebook, get on LinkedIn, even pay your bills online. Like all these <laughs> things are. Okay. No, I can do that. <laughs> right. Like well, there we, <laughs> we were only talking about social media. No, we can definitely do the bills online. Oh boy. But, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Nikki. I think, um, you know, and that's where people's attention is. So if you want to actually, you know, do something, you have to go where the attention is and that's where people's attention is. Um, but Robin, in all fairness and Nikki as well, you guys are doing a great job. So thanks for your contributions to hospitality. Thank, Thank you. you for being on the show. Uh, we love you guys. And for those who are listening, Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. This has been Hospitality MD. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the very end of the episode. You have to check out Nikki and Robin's podcast, Don't Look Under the Bed, a hospitality podcast. Link is in the description. You can also find Nikki and Robin on LinkedIn as well in the description. We'll see you again next week. Thank you so much. And I hope you took value away from this. thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. You can continue to support the show by subscribing and sharing. Hospitality, that's our business.